0: This is the last and final week that we are listening to what is called the, the Last Supper, the, uh, the Bread of Life Discourse. And in it, Jesus is speaking of himself as the living bread that came down from heaven. And he is inviting us to partake of this bread. He promises that as we do so, we shall have eternal life. And he has compared himself in recent weeks to the manna that came down from heaven that sustained the people who were traveling in this long journey through the desert, their ancestors. Then Jesus says that this bread that I will give you is my own very flesh. And his hearers say, well, how can you give us your very flesh to eat? Surely he must have meant something else because eating someone's flesh People would have abhorred this. It was an abomination of God's law. But then Jesus brings home the point. He says it very clearly Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise you up on the last day. For my flesh is true food. And my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. No observant Jew would ever consider eating human flesh. Even us consider that something objectionable. But Jesus always has a reason for saying what he is saying, he's using strong language to bring home a number of truths to us. First of all, about having this very deep union with all of us. He's also using what we would call sacrificial language. The Torah was very clear about how animals were to be sacrificed and how their flesh was to be used after they were sacrificed. Some of the flesh was to be burned. And then after it was sacrificed and burned, Part of it was also to be eaten. Jesus is speaking about this right after the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. We sort of lose touch of this, but he's speaking, and this miracle took place right before Passover. And Passover, in his Passover, which is about to take place, was, of course, when he died on the cross for us. And every time we gather and celebrate this, This is a reenactment of his sacrifice. So Jesus is asking the people to make a jump, so to speak, but it's not an unrealistic jump in the long run because they are used to partaking in sacrifices. And now they're going to partake in his very own sacrifice as well when they eat his flesh. Very often... Still, in our own time, we have a very, very cerebral approach to our religion. We say, do, we, you, do, do you believe? Do you believe that this is the body of Christ? Do you believe that this is the blood of Christ? Oh, that, well, yes, we believe. Keep it all up here. But really, when we eat the body of Christ, drink his blood. It's not just up here. It's something that affects our whole being. something that affects our whole life. It touches us at the whole core of ourselves. Because if something touches us our whole selves, then it is something that we live out with our whole lives as well. More than just something that's very cerebral. And when we know that when we eat, when we eat food, the eating of food, uh, it reflects who we are. You know that in terms of your own maybe ethnic traditions the kind of foods that you eat. If you're Italian, you have your own rituals of how you eat and who you eat with. You might eat pasta, you might eat lasagna, you might eat pizza, and how you eat it with your family. I come from an Eastern European background, and I go back to my childhood days in my grandmother, when she was alive, and the foods that she would cook for us and for our family. We had something called dumplings, okay, and we had sauerkraut. We had all these different, you know, uh, pastries, We've lost some of that to this day. But still, when we have these big family celebrations, we still have some of those foods. Some of those pastries. Some of my cousins and my sisters can still make some of that food. We have it for special occasions, and it's, it really is wonderful. wonderful thing about, about traveling is that it oftentimes stretches, stretches your palate and you eat foods that you never ate before. And It's great. It really is wonderful. You know the tragic thing about the uh, the suicide death of anthony bourdain so you know his, his whole life was about eating and foods and you you know, if you, you watch those programs you saw the way how the foods brought people together somehow that there was a disconnect in his life from all that very tragic it really was because we can see in his programming how, how food brings people together what's, what's jesus saying In his discourse, if you eat my bread, you remain in me, and I remain in you. I I, I bring you together. There's There's a whole meaning of Eucharist. And what does Paul say? You are the body of Christ. So food is much more, much more than just getting nutrients into you. At a basic level, that's what it's all about. But it's much more than that, much more than that. Um... You know, some foods, um, you know, do so much for you. You get in the middle of the afternoon, you might get a, you might need a Starbucks, okay, okay, to give you a lift. If you having a, if you having a, a, a tough day, or if you have a real hard day at the end of the day, you might um, have a glass of wine to mell you out. Some of your friends, other foods can help. Have a, have a great celebration. Food has, food has just in its, its very essence, it has great power. It has great power. So, this, so Jesus takes this to a whole other level. Takes it to a whole other level. It really does. Remember that phrase, you are what you eat? That goes all the way back to the 1940s. A book that came out. Revolutionary book. Because that, that book was all about how, how diet, back before then they didn't, they didn't realize how diet could affect your health. So it was all about how diet can affect your health. So for all of us who seek the presence of Christ with our lives, Jesus is teaching us very good news. We are what we eat. For we become what we eat in the Eucharist. Christ dwells with us. We become Christ. It's hard to believe. It's hard to imagine. It's not just up here. Our whole selves. It's our whole selves. Down through the ages. The church has always resisted. The temptation. And so What is here. That somehow or another. This is just. A symbol. That weakens it. Terribly. The Eucharist is just simple. This is just something symbolic of what Jesus did years ago. No, 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 no. Far more, far more. Not just a symbol. The great, and she is great, Catholic author Flannery O'Connor once said, if the Eucharist is only a symbol, to hell with it. Powerful. So this week, we examine our spiritual diets to see what truly is giving us life. Today, Jesus commands his disciples to eat his flesh, drink his blood, invites us to bring this into the center of our being, this life which is the life of God himself. Do I hunger? for the spread of life.